Welcome to the Share Chair Podcast, where we tell each other stories and learn from listening. Uh, hello, everybody. This is Angel Dean from Grand Haven High School, and I'm here with one of my juniors, Joshua Hodges. Josh, he's in my English 11 class. Uh, just a fun, fun kid that I enjoy getting to know. He's, I have him first thing in the morning, and he brings a lot of life and light to the classroom. Um, we tend to get caught up in conversations after class and even during the class, and he's just a fun one to know, and I'm excited to, to have you here today, Josh, to get to know you a little bit better and share you with some other people in the world. So how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Um, school's being closed. It's a little weird. Um, I've picked up more work hours, not really more hours in the day, but I've been working six days a week. Um, I work at Frank's Meat Market. Yeah. Uh, we process deer every year. Everyone else is shut down besides a butcher over in Allendale. So we got 200 extra deer and it's just been a lot of work. We just got done um, processing deer, I think like a week ago. So tell us a little bit about, like you have a million stories. You have lots of hobbies. You are lively and fun and engaged and enthusiastic and since day one, like, I don't even know where to start with you necessarily because there's just so much to you. So I know your job is really important to you. How long have you been at Frank's? I've been at Frank's since last August, so like a year and a half. Mm -hmm. It's my first job. I don't really plan on quitting anytime soon. Mm -hmm. My, I, I think one of my very few friends, Nathan, um, he started working there because his brother was working there at the uh, restaurant next door. Mm-hmm. So he got a job and then he got me a job. <laughs> so it's just been me, Nathan, and Nathan's brother, Isaac, uh, working there for, Isaac just got there like a month ago. Mm -hmm. Me and Nathan have been there for uh, about a year and a half, actually, yeah. And you love it there, right? Oh yeah, it's, it's an absolute hoot. <laughs> I, I absolutely love it. Customers are real, um, are real, I've never, um, never expected uh, customers to be this polite. Uh-huh. Aww. Um, I go back there, I could do all sorts of gross stuff, take apart machines. Every, every new day there's a new animal in there, it's a deer, it's a pig. <laughs> uh, it's, it's always a fun time over at Frank's. Do you butcher too? Do you like take them apart? And I, we have two butchers. I'm not allowed to operate the big machines because I'm not 18. Okay. Um, we have two butchers who caught up everything. I do help out when I can. I can butterfly and cut steaks and all that, but I don't um, cut steaks off. You, I don't cut steaks off the roast. Mm -hmm. You have to have the bone saw for that, and I'm not old enough to operate heavy machinery, oh. <laughs> which which stinks. I I'm really trying to get in next year for uh, skinning deer. Uh -huh. I really want to do that. That's gonna be fun. Do you think this is a career opportunity for you? Not as much. I really just picked it up because I thought it, I needed a job. Uh -huh. um, I I think last year I got a really good connection with uh, Mr. Blaine. Uh -huh. He was my history teacher last year. And when we were going through the um, Great Depression, uh, I really got into finance. And I started taking like college-level business classes uh -huh. online. And I'm getting really into stocks. I'm getting my own stock portfolio when I turn 18. You've talked about that before, too. It's, um, it's really, I, I really find it interesting. You're a man of many trades. So do you think you would want to be in the financial business game then? Definitely. I want to, 
be a fine, when I was a kid, I always wanted to be a doctor uh-huh. or a, a vet. I always wanted to help people any way I could. And yeah. I realized that when you're a doctor or a dentist, you can only really help people with money. Otherwise, you don't have money if you're helping people who don't have money. Mm-hmm. So, and I kind of found a problem with that because my dad has always been one to put bread on the table, family first, mm-hmm. before anyone else. Mm-hmm. My dad, he... I, I really do my best to take after him because he, he's, he's a real man of the house kind of guy. He's just this super integrable, stoic person. Mm-hmm. And he means a lot to me. And he was always about putting bread on the table first. And I really thought that if I became a doctor and really wanted to help people, I wouldn't be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Also, I've never been really a straight-A student. I, keep, I can get all Bs. That's about as close as I get the A's. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought 12 years of medical school was just too much. <laughs> so I thought, well, there's plenty of good doctors out there. And if I could just help people make more money, then they could pay for better doctors. Because I, if I became a doctor, I wouldn't be the world's best doctor. <laughs> I know well, that's I would, real. <laughs> yeah, I would not be the world's best doctor. But I can help someone get to the world's best doctor. Uh-huh. And if I could do that, I think I'd be happy with myself. I like that idea. So most people would say that they get in the money business to make money. And here's you saying, I chose it so I can help people make money so they can access almost like a happier life. Definitely. I think money is kind of the start to most uh, problems in life. Um, If you don't have food, if you don't have Wi-Fi, Internet, electricity, a home, water... There's so many people who go without water and money. Money can buy water. And if I can get you money, you can get water. <laughs> and in 2020, Wi-Fi is the second thing on that list, right? Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. You need Wi-Fi. Yeah. I, oh, we moved into a new home and uh, I don't have Wi-Fi. It's so hard to connect to, connect to teachers. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, probably especially hard for a personality your type. Yeah, I love being in person. I love being able to talk. I, um, if I have a question, I'm, I'm going to ask it when I, when I get the question. Otherwise, I'm going to forget the next 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. School's, been, um, school's been real eventful. My grade has dropped. All my grades have dropped by at least a point. So really? I'm, I'm from B's to B minuses. So, but um, I'm still trying. You don't give up easily. No, you can I'm do this. definitely not giving up. So, um, little pandemic, it's not going to keep me down. <laughs> nope. That's my boy. My, no, especially not in my house. Um, man, my, my house, we have a really um, eventful house at my house. Tell um, us about your family. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with my parents because okay. I think I'm going to go back to my dad. Yeah. Um, my dad, he is the definition of integrity. Mm-hmm. He's the definition of stoic and loving and generous you just have to get to know him first. Mm-hmm. He is always family first. Ever since I was a little kid, he has always taken me by the, the hand and always shown me, you know, how to hook the worm, get stuff on myself. Um, he's always taught me to look after my mom, look after my sisters. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm the youngest kid. My sisters are 7 and 14 years older than I am, and I was always trying to look out for them. Mm. My mom is... If, my mom, she is the most free-spirited human being 
I've ever met. <laughs> you would really like her, Mrs. Dean. <laughs> she, she makes just... When I say she makes mountain hills, mountains out of molehills, uh-huh. I really mean she makes mountains out of molehills. Uh-huh. She, she's not really dramatic, but she takes the small good things in life, like, like Christmas. It, Christmas might not mean a lot, a lot to a lot of people, but she bedazzles the whole house <laughs> when Christmas comes around. She, it's whether it's hot glue or tacks or pins. <laughs> Uh, stocking stuffed with cotton just to make them look full. She, it's all over the entire house. Oh, she sounds fun. She is. My mother is very fun. She is. I'm her th- third kid, um, and she she's not she's just not giving up on parenting. It's it's mm-hmm. absolutely wonderful. Um, I'm very grateful about the parents I have. Mm-hmm. They love each other and they love me, and they love my two cousins and my little sister. Mm-hmm. Um, my two you cousins. See what a gift that is. Yeah. Not to cut you off, but that's it's really cool to talk to a kid who understands how special that is to be loved. So many kids take it for granted and miss it only if they don't have it. And here's a kid who sees it, is watching it every day, and expresses at the time that that this is special and this is unique and it's precious. And tell us about your cousins and the, the rest of the family. So my cousins, my cousin Caleb and my cousin Kylie, I'm going to start with them. They live with me because they're at home. They, they're not, they, they weren't as fortunate as I am starting out. They, they had a, my cousin Kylie had a mother and father, which was my Aunt Crystal and her boyfriend Sam. My Aunt Crystal, or my cousins, so my two cousins, they're... They're both siblings. Um, uh, their their mother, Pat, my aunt, passed away when I was in like fifth or sixth grade, and we really underestimated how much she held the family together. She Aww. she was such a joy in our lives. Mm-hmm. She was always looking out for someone else, looking out for my dad and my mom. Um, it was just so hard to see her go. Mm-hmm. She passed away because she got she had a weight loss surgery, and there was an issue with some of the stitches, and the stitches ripped, and she died on the bathroom floor. Mm. That's awful. They took her in and they hooked her up to life support, but she was claimed to be dead about a month later. And we were there um, to, we were, we were there to pull the plug and it was, it was really hard. It was really hard to do that. Um, I almost punched a doctor right in the nose. I wanted to so bad. I was in there with my two cousins and my little sister and the doctor said, she might not make it. And I almost jumped from the table and punched him because how dare you tell these three poor kids that the glue to their life is gone is their kids mm-hmm. their children my younger sister was seven and her whole world has been torn apart more than once mm-hmm. and that doctor just spit on it mm-hmm. it was horrible 
And I, knew, I looked at my dad. He wanted to do the same thing. <laughs> he, wanted to, he wanted to punch him and straight out the window. Oh, we were, I was just so infuriated. I just, I couldn't get up. I just scooped my little sister up and just, I held on for dear life. I think it's interesting that even in this story, you're referring to her as your sister and not your cousin, like in that moment. Yeah. Um, and still clearly affects you emotionally on a deep, deep level. Definitely. How long ago was this? I'm 17 now. It happened when I was about, I'd say 11. It's like six wow. years ago. Wow. Um, That's a tough thing at that age to, to witness. I mean, and your instinct is so strong to to be a protector yeah and to watch out for innocence and beauty and to protect those kids especially the little sister i'm referring to isn't biologically my little sister right she's my aunt oh right and she i know it sounds kind of funny to have a aunt that's almost five she's i believe five years younger than me and it's because her dad had a, her dad had had children, mm-hmm. which would be my aunt, and then he had another daughter. A couple decades later, mm-hmm. and she was known. My little sister was known as an aunt for quite a bit, and then her dad passed away of cancer, mm-hmm. and he also had schizophrenia. And my little sister didn't go to school until she was like six. She had a very hard start when it came to school. She always kept a smile on her face. Mm -hmm. I will always live by her example. Mm -hmm. I've never met someone with a harder life. Mm -hmm. She lost her father. Her mother isn't in the picture. She prefers to not parent and to drink. Mm-hmm. So she ended up living with my aunt, and then my aunt passed away, which is the mother of my two cousins, mm-hmm. and now she lives with me. I am her half-nephew. <laughs> I cannot imagine how abandoned she felt Moving to household to household at such a young age with only just barely even family members to grab onto, not even Mm -hmm. knowing if you're going to lose them. Mm -hmm. When she turned 10 years old, we finally started letting her call my mom and dad, mom and dad. I always called her my little sister, but Mm -hmm. we bought her a cake and it was very dramatic I was the only one who didn't cry. I was more than happy. Um, Everyone else was sobbing. It was a huge sob and hug fest. Mm. It was amazing. And we are, we're trying to officially on paper adopt her. Mm -hmm. Cause she, if anyone deserves Mm -hmm. a loving mother and father, it's definitely gonna be her. She has been through so much, um, along with my two cousins. Mm -hmm. And both my parents 
are absolute saints for taking them in without a second thought. Mm-hmm. Without any other thought of, oh, no, I don't want to take care of them. No, it was, they took them in and loved them just as much as they loved me. So what are you going to take from that experience? I mean, I, you have talked about this in class before too. When you think about yourself in 10, 15 years, I mean, it's clear you're learning a lot and seeing a lot and recognizing a lot and verbalizing a lot. What do you think, how do you want this to influence you as you continue to grow up, you know, becoming a man, becoming a father, potentially yourself? Um, it's, not about, it's not about family. It's not about friends. It's not about classmates or he or her, him. It's not about anything. It's about love. Mm-hmm. It's about loving and just keep on loving. And just giving that love, even when you don't want to. Because there's been times where I did not want to. I did not want to keep going. I did not want to look at my cousins because they irritated me. I did not want to look at my little sister because she irritated me. But you have to keep on loving. That's how you keep going. Mm -hmm. What really matters, and it sounds like your parents have been a really good example for that too. That's incredible. What a gift. It is a very large gift, especially what my parents do for a living. They're, they work at home. They're self-employed. They, they're home all the time. I'm very grateful for that. Um, but the type of job is, that they have is very, very unique. At my house, we have a very large house, and it's because we take care of mentally disabled adults. Mm-hmm. And it is a very... It's a full-time job, 24 hours. It is... My dad sometimes sleeps in the living room because some of the residents get up in the middle of the night just to make sure that they make it to the bathroom. We have, we have a, almost a bathroom per two bedrooms mm-hmm. in that house. Um, it wasn't always like that. It used to be 12 people in one house with one bathroom. That was, that was always <laughs> oh, a hoot. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That'd be hard. Oh, it was definitely hard. <laughs> We, um, the new house we bought, I'm very happy that we have. My house, my house is just, it's chaotic, it's beautiful, it's absolutely crazy, it's, it is awesome. It is a huge hodgepodge of just personalities <laughs> and um, love, love, and my, my parents, they take care of these mentally disabled adults, there's five Five of them. Um, I believe it's it's four. It's four women and one man. Mm-hmm. He gets his own room, and then two of the ladies share a room, and then two of the other ladies get their own rooms. Hmm. Um, it is definitely a hoot over at my house. So, what is it? What is your parents' responsibility with them? Do they get Do they get education with you guys? Is it more like a like assisted living? Um, it's we take complete care of them. They used to have an education, but a while ago, the Michigan state budget changed. And instead of it being, I believe it was instead of being at per county, it became per, the whole state together. Oh. And Muskegon County ended up shutting the, the school program down for them. And it's not Muskegon County's fault. It's mm-hmm. just how things go. And they ended up being full, full time at home. We don't provide a full education um, 
but we definitely do keep them entertained. We mm-hmm. feed them. We bathe all of them. Um, they're like the the best way to describe it is like they're like big toddlers. Mm-hmm. Every every single one of them, it's their it's like their mental capacity is stopped at a certain mm-hmm. age, and they each have their own little quirk about them mm-hmm. that just makes them so beautiful in their own way, and it's just magic. I I'm 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 it's I'm so humbled to be. To be able to have the privilege of living in this house, it is absolutely fantastic. It is loud. It is crazy. <laughs> it is absolutely beautiful, and I love every moment of it. It is just... It's unlike anything I've ever seen. Yeah, it's a rare opportunity. It's like you're... I don't know, and you're describing it perfectly. You really appreciate the beauty and the grace of it. Um, I think about taking my grandma to assisted living and how it felt like dropping her off at daycare, you know, <laughs> when you're entrusting, but to live. And you're entrusting these people to take care of them when you're not with them. And it's similar to what you're describing. And they all have their personalities and they're really vulnerable and innocent, but they're funny. You have to handle the situation with grace and dignify them but also know that they don't really understand what's happening um so you're also protecting them and looking out for them and yeah every every bad thing has been just an absolute experience every moment and transition into life has been absolutely beautiful it's been gorgeous Mm -hmm. making it all the way here i'm gonna be an adult i'm gonna be 18 years old in january Mm -hmm. it's that's coming up it's it's really scary but I'll always be their little boy. Uh-huh. And you're smack dab in the middle of it all. Like you have two older sibs, you have these younger adopted-ish sibs, you've got the right. the adults that live with you, you have your parents teaching you, coaching you all the way through this and you're you are kind of in the middle of all of it and the way that you are and maybe this is somewhat born in you but maybe it's also cultivated in you. You're observant and you're caring and you're very outwardly, you know, fig- configured. And so if that's saying it right, like you are taking it all in and then processing it through your complex emotional layers that you have within you. And it's just really cool because I think you turn and you apply that in all these other areas of your life. I mean, day one in our class, I noticed you and I wouldn't say I knew why. Um, you seemed bright and happy and alive and, and ready to throw yourself into the mix. And now here we are months later, even with the context of COVID limiting our interactions, um, I can see what has made you the way that you are and, and how cool that is. But it's also because of you. You know, it's, it's your location in your family, your position in your family. It's also your personality, you know. And, and that you continue to put energy into growing that part of yourself because you know the, and can see the value of that. And I think that's really, really cool. And now I can maybe put to words what I suspected about you from the beginning. It's, and that's neat. Like, that shows on you. It's really cool. And it's, it's, very, it's very just awesome to share all of this. Um, I definitely have my moments. I've, never, I've, I've, I've always been this humble and grateful. Mm-hmm. For my family, it's been only really the past year, like I'd say like two years, 
that I've really had my life put into perspective. Um, really, I got, I was, I really, I really was put back into my place. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was really good for me. Um, I, I've had my moments. I've had my, my breakdowns, my, my times where I wasn't my best. But I've, I've got to say. So what about you? What are things that you enjoy and love? What brings you pleasure? Uh, you've been talking a lot about the people that you love, and I think that that's part of it. But um, you're, I know you love your work, and you love your family, and you love the people in your house, and the, those connections that you have. What else are passions for you? I'm going to start with some of my close friends. Um, ever since I was a little kid, I've, I've played video games. Um, it's, not this, it's not a huge catalyst or part of my life, but it's something I get to do with my friends, especially with COVID. I've got three super close friends that I have, and I get to talk to them on a daily basis. I get to hang out with them. We get to joke around. We have countless stories that we'll tell each other and that we get to create together mm-hmm. um, when we hang out. And it's just, it's always fun. It's, it's a real hoot <laughs> to uh, hang out with all of them. It's, I, I absolutely love it. Um, some of the hobbies I do. Um, I think around when I was 10 years old, I started a karate class. It was an Okinawan martial arts. It was more of an Okinawan mixed martial arts. Arts We throw in um, Kempo and all that other stuff along with karate. Um, I've been doing that for seven years. And I was supposed to be a black belt this year. But COVID, COVID happened. But COVID. <laughs> yeah, COVID just... <laughs> Came in and stomped the on the ruiner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I was I've been to national tournaments. I've been to regional tournaments. It's I've learned a ton from. I've gained so much discipline mm-hmm. fr- from that. And I, like three years afterwards, I started assistant teaching, and I really got to see how young kid how young kids get to learn and. Uh, especially that kind of, especially when it comes to hands-on learning, mm-hmm. um, I got to really put myself back in those shoes. Yes, it's interesting, L- isn't it? Learn, yeah, learning how to teach uh, small children it is an adventure. It's my privilege to be your teacher, and to know you, and to have had this time with you to talk with you, get to know a little bit more about your story. I look forward to future conversa- conversations. Um, you're just a really remarkable human and I enjoy you. And thank you very much from the bottom of my heart for doing this with me. Thank you. It is, it is my pleasure and it's my privilege to be here, especially in such a nice school like this. Yeah, we're lucky. Thanks, Josh. It's no problem. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Shared Chair Podcast.